3: Now from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, and the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong, Jackie Jack, <laughs> and Joe Getty, Joey, baby. Things are getting weird, they getting weird fast. Armstrong and Getty, but
1: I know this—they're loco, and everyone
0: knows it. But the Dramatics could come down just a little bit.
3: And now
4: he
0: is Armstrong and Getty.
4: Things caught my attention in my uh, readings over the last few days. Uh, one was an article by David French entitled "Why I'm Getting More Libertarian Every Day." As usual with David, it includes about half of uh, really good thinking and half of uh, false equivalencies, and I disagree completely. Particularly, he's talking about um, how both the left and the right want to use the government. Well, I should explain his his point of view is that Americans. On both sides of the aisle, seem to want more and more government. Government to enforce the way they think the world ought to be. And and he, in, he mentioned spending, which is where I'm going with this. But one thing that I totally disagreed with, he's talking about um, how some conservative places are, quote-unquote, outlawing the teaching of certain things in schools. And how that's just like the cancel culture of the left. <clears throat> and I think he's completely wrong. On the one side, the left wants to cancel or prevent people saying things that have long been treated as perfectly acceptable and true. Whereas the right is highly concerned about things that have never been taught in schools before and are utterly outrageous. So that's a false equivalency. But his part about money, I think, is smart and good. And he's talking about how it used to be that the federal budget deficit... And that's the yearly as opposed to the debt. The deficit is, you know, how much is the budget m- more spending than we take in every year? It followed predictable patterns. During good economic times, it would shrink. And during wars and recessions, it would rise as tax receipts fell, blah, blah, blah. Now it just goes up, 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 including four years in a row under Trump. So, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, anyway, um, and he's talking about how we seem to be looking to government to spend money to solve everything. I thought that was interesting. But it was uh, Stephen Malanga in the City Journal that really brought it home. Absolutely terrific reporting. on, And it starts with South Florida. Golf was kind of dying in South Florida. Young people were just doing something else. Really? um, Interesting. uh, Didn't know that. Oh, yeah. All the golf communities that have opened up had to go public, and uh, and they're just closing then. But then the pandemic came along. And, and a lot of people, including young people, thought, okay, I can be with friends doing something fun outdoors. Golf it is. And golf's had this amazing, amazing resurgence. Didn't know that either. In spite of that. Uh, they're talking about Palm Beach Gardens in South Florida. In spite of that, they got millions of dollars from the federal government and they're going to build a new, uh, giant public golf course with two story clubhouse and big driving range and everything because they're being shoveled millions and millions of dollars from the federal government and they got to do something with it. Wow.
0: Happy to p- pay my taxes 3,000 miles away so you can have a new golf course because of COVID?
4: Well, All you right. should have, you should have said that in the voice of a little kid though. Yeah, true. Because it's that little kid's future tax money that's being spent in an uh, it it is indefensible. It's as indefensible as rape, what we're doing to kids and grandkids finances. And Stephen goes into a great deal of detail about this. The trillions of dollars uh, showering local governments with unprecedented federal dollars, ARPA, which was not really a recovery program, it was a stimulus program, totaling more than five trillion dollars. Uh bah ba we're running out of time. Um, even as the economy was recovering and tax revenues were rebounding, uh, those trillions of dollars was trotted out. The federal money has turned polit- politicians into the proverbial kids in a candy shop. They're using it to restart parades, fund street performers, upgrade high school weight rooms, sports field, bike paths, golf courses, pickleball courts, and other essential infrastructure. Billions of dollars are going to illegal aliens. Cities are testing efforts to give low-income residents guaranteed money that supporters say will end poverty. Uh, new broadband networks, he just goes on and on and on. But then he lowers the boom. But this comes at a cost to the United States. The act's funds have not been generated by taxes or other federal revenues. Instead, they're financed by printing new money, something done mostly via electronic keystrokes these days, massively expanding the dollars in circulation and thus intensifying our current inflation the highest in decades. And aside from the pain that the upward spiral of cost is causing ordinary Americans, inflation is also ri- raising the price that governments pay for essential services, etc. And the cost to service the debt is Skyrocketing, it rose something like fifty percent in a year. And I wish we had a little more time for this. Maybe we can continue on the other side of the break. But it's driving one hundred and fifty miles per hour straight over a cliff. Nobody seems to care. Nope, it is hard to
0: get anybody's attention for that particular story.
4: Yeah, yeah. So to wrap up our discussion about the uh, the various uh, stimulus acts, the trillions of dollars trotting out. One of Steve Malanga's uh, points in the City Journal. Was that uh, billions and billions? Actually, I think it's hundreds of yeah, it's hundreds of billions of dollars has still not been spent. Oh yeah, and and towns and counties and schools and all are like, what are we going to spend this on? So they're spending it willy nilly on stuff they may or may not need, and and all of this fake printed borrowed from our grandchildren money is being spent now. In a time of high inflation, post-pandemic, it is absolutely a case of we budgeted far, 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 far more than we needed. But there's no not spending it now.
0: I know. I wish I could look into my local school where they uh, they redid all the blacktop. And I would like to know, did you need to do that? Because my kids and I plan it all the time, and it seemed to be fine. Is this the uh, first thing I thought when I saw it being re-blacktopped, I thought, i bet this is COVID money. i bet this is just money yes. they had to spend on something. So they, well, we could re, we could re blacktop the, it's fine, but why not? Cause that's, that's the sort of thing that's going to happen. Cause you got to spend it on something.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to find that stuff on the cost of servicing the debt, but it's, it's skyrocketing. Um, Yeah, well, anybody who has a mortgage or reads the newspaper or pays attention to the news knows that borrowing costs have have skyrocketed. And so the cost of servicing the federal debt has skyrocketed likewise and will have to be paid for at some point. The true rate of taxation is the rate of spending. You can postpone that taxation to the poor suckers who are going to come next. But that's utterly indefensible morally.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um we mentioned uh in the, the inflation numbers came out yesterday and they so they were inflation is still crazy high, but it's not high as it was, which is good news. Maybe we have choked off the economy enough. They're gonna announce another half point jump in the interest rates today, which will choke the economy off even more and hopefully bring down inflation. But uh individual items price of eggs is up forty nine percent from a year ago. That's incredible. Eggs yeah. are up forty nine percent
4: from a year ago. Baby food. chickens are price gouging. It's obvious. How long will we put oh, 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 up with this oppression? This feathered oppression.
0: Yeah, you better cross the road when you see me coming.
4: Baby, <laughs> uh, baby food. Hey, oh, come on, folks. <laughs> Tough crowd here. That was a good line.
0: Baby food is up eleven percent from a year ago. Electricity is up fourteen percent from a year ago. Chicken ups The chicken is up twelve percent. Potatoes are up sixteen percent. Milk is up fifteen percent from a year ago.
4: It's
3: incredible.
4: Wait, chicken is up 12%, but eggs are up 50%. Math doesn't work.
0: But real average hourly earnings down
4: 2%. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof is right. As the kids say. Oh, speaking of what the kids say, funny stuff about the uh, latest generation, the youngsters coming into the workplace and how they're confusing the heck out of the elders with their snappy lingo (laughs) (laughs) and their crazy emojis. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, oh, that's hilarious. Real shakeup in the world of higher education, which is long overdue. I'm going to squeeze this in. I think this is the perfect length. Now, this sort of thing comes out roughly once a week and always contradicts the thing that came out the previous week. But I think this is legit. It's from The Washington Post. Uh, to live longer, pick up the pace just three minutes a day. New study is okay,
0: I've been really I'm really concentrating on this because I do want to live longer. Oh, Pick yeah. up the pace by three minutes a day. I can't wait to hear what this
4: means. Hurry to the bus stop. Rush up the stairs. Play tag with your kids. Romp with the dog. Vacuum the living room with a little extra zing. Increasing the vigor and gusto of our daily activities could have a substantial impact on our longevity, according to a fascinating new study of movement, intensity, and mortality. That
0: is great. I already do all
4: that um uh, on purpose, but that is that is a really a good idea. The study finds that as few as three minutes a day of vigorous everyday activity is linked to a 40 percent lower risk of premature death in adults, even when they do not otherwise exercise at all. One of the things I noticed
0: that um, I should ask my dad about this. So as an older parent. I'm looking to get exercise all the time, whereas my dad might not have been when we were playing catch, and he was like 40 and, you know, working hard and worn out from his day or whatever. I'm looking to get more exercise. So when my kids make a bad throw and I have to go get the ball, I jog over and get it think, no problem, this is good for me. I need to run over there. Or my dad would be like... Oh, my God. You
4: know, when I <laughs> right here, son. Right at the chest. Come on,
0: son. <laughs> Every time I made a bad throw and he had to go get it. But I'm, I'm like, no problem. I need to run over there and I need to bend over. The more times I run over and bend over during this little play and catch with the Frisbee activity, the better for me.
4: Wow. So you're, you're, you're more like a dog at a dog park <laughs> than a dad playing catch. They throw the ball, you fetch it.
0: I'm really good at throwing a frisbee for whatever reason. Man, I can hit you right in the chest with a you the you, effortless to catch my frisbee tosses. Hmm. Teaching a kid to throw a frisbee well, I I must not be very good at that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm not having much luck. It's reps.
4: It's all about reps. You think? Yeah, they'll get the feel.
0: Don't use your entire arm. That's the problem. You can swing in your whole arm. What is that right? You that's what flip. I think. I just I flip. just from the elbow down.
4: Mm, mm, that's some good form right there. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so more focused research suggests intensifying some of our exercise, making sure our heart rates and breathing rise, that amplifies the health benefits of course. Um, just 30 minutes a week of intense exercise dropped the risk of dying from heart disease by about half in men and women compared to people who were entirely sedentary, but um, just the, you know, the message I took from this and I think everybody should take from this is just do a little more. Yeah. Once you get used to doing a little more, doing a little more than that is easy. Sure. Don't throw yourself into the gym on January 2nd, do an hour and a half of intense weight training, go home crippled for the next three and a half weeks and slack off again. Just a little more.
0: Having been sedentary. I never have been sedentary, but I can't imagine. How hard it is to get going from that point because it's hard enough to get going from the point I'm at where I walk and play tag and do that sort of stuff regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the whole inertia thing is tough.
4: Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. So the way they did this is so interesting to me. Um, the scientists began analyzing folks' uh, daily activities in minute detail. Um, they uh, it's, it's tens of thousands of adults age 40 to 69. Um, they determined the intensity of their movements almost second by second based on step rapidity and other data. The analysis consumed three months of constant computer time. By the end, the researchers could map the participants brief bursts of movement, such as when someone ran for a train or chased after a toddler. These physical spurts might last for as little as a minute, but they mattered for mortality. Comparing activity patterns to death records for a period of about seven years. Uh, after people joined this project, the scientists found that those men and women who averaged 4.4 4 minutes a day for what the scientists minutes. termed vigorous, intermittent lifestyle, physical activity, also known as doing stuff, uh, they were about 30% less likely to have died than those who rarely moved fast in any way.
0: Wow, that is really good. Yeah, just little bursts of activity. So even though you're just walking the dog around the block, walk fast. You know, put a little hustle in your vacuuming, whatever. it yeah, would add exactly. up to four minutes a day.
4: Yeah. At one point until my knees started to hurt, I had this thing where if I was at home and needed something upstairs, I would go up the stairs and down and then go up and get it and oh, go down. Good one. Just double my stairs just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. It turns out I was onto something. Yeah. But now my knees hurt. You know why? Because I'm old.
0: My kids being crappy at throwing the Frisbee may save my life. How have, about that? Because I have to go way over there and get it every throw. Mm -hmm. Eh, that might make the difference.
4: Armstrong and Getty. You, you, you. What the hell are you talking
1: about? Well, true international depression.
3: This is the Armstrong and Getty show.
4: Did you know that some of the prime movers in pitting us against each other, hating each other online, who whip up animus, the left against the right, the right against the left. Animus? Animus? (laughs) (laughs) Who's whipping up animus online? Hey, how about I whip up a couple of nice animus for everybody? (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there are websites for that, but it's not my cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) No, animus, like enmity. Why does every word I use sound like enema? Anyway, um, <laughs> making us hate each other. But some of the prime movers in this. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So there's this guy in, uh, I think he's in Indonesia, Bangladesh. He's 21 years old. Said, Said Ahmed is Ahmed is his name. He was reading news on Facebook when he came across the Canadian trucker story. And... While most of the world was bewildered by the Freedom Convoy and what they wanted and why it was such a big deal, this young entrepreneur in Bangladesh, he got excited. He sensed an opportunity. Um, He created a fake Facebook profile pretending to be an American named Crystal Marie. Hell, I may have seen her posts or, or tweets and used the profile to build a pro convoy group called Convoy Freedom 2022. Writing his crystal, Ahmed sent a flood of posts supporting the truckers and bashing liberals like President Biden and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. His group swelled quickly, attracting more than 15,000 followers at its peak. This doesn't surprise me He posted Pro-convoy messages and memes and videos and that sort of thing. It was only then that he made his move and did what he'd intended to do the entire time. He directed all of his followers and had them direct all of their friends and followers to his online retail store where he offered shirts, coffee mugs, and other items emblazoned with symbols like flags and big rigs and slogans like, don't mess with the truckers and truck you, Trudeau.
0: <laughs> I don't understand why more people aren't doing this. I don't understand why I'm not doing it. I, I, I'll bet it's so much easier than you <laughs> than you even imagine to get a whole bunch of people that are really really into a topic whipped up enough to uh to start buying your 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 bumper
4: stickers, your hats, your t-shirts. Yeah, the the other side of this, which is not nearly so charming, is that they get people to uh donate to what they claim to be legitimate sure. uh, charities causes, support the truckers, you know, buy medicine for the truckers whatever. Right. And it's just third-world scammers stealing all the money. But there's how much? Yo, know, okay, you have to, you have to push
0: them aside to get to the first world scammers who are doing it from, you know, your own country. So I'm sure there's plenty of that going on. Of the donations that go to various things like the truckers,
4: what percentage of it is not just going in somebody's pocket? See Black Lives right. Matter, for instance. Sure, yeah, and we never did get to the uh, Boston, was it Boston, BLM activists who scammed $185,000 like so many do. Well, the high-profile ones like
0: the Lincoln Project are freaking scams, let alone that you've never heard of them in your life ones.
4: So, right, yeah. <laughs> The uh, Armstrong and Getty.
2: What in God's
1: name? It's at the 100 on the crazy meter. that well, bad at temperature. Man, that makes my soul bleed. That's
3: insane. It's a
1: little too much ducky-ducky.
3: Unacceptable!
1: The reality is, is... Things are getting weird.
3: And they're getting weird fast.
1: Uh, okay. This
3: is the Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: This
0: came out yesterday, a study at Brown University, which is one of your Ivy League schools, 40%, just about 40%, 38%, let us call it 40%, 40% of students identified as LGBTQ+. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> pretty high number. Oh, That's so funny. Doubling the ridiculous number from 10 years ago, more than doubling, it was 14% 10 years ago, which is still a lot higher than it is in reality but 40%. And you're pushing up on half. Soon you'll be you'll have half your students are LGBTQ+.
4: That's so cute. So Brown University that considers Karl Marx a moderate uh is they're so desperate to be the enlightened ones and and the the progressive ones and to be interesting and hip that they're all claiming to be this that or the other. Well, how much That's pressure
0: beautiful. would there be on you to to not be just I shouldn't use the term "normal," but uh, cis or straight or I don't even know. What yeah, you're I've
4: decided it. I'm not. I'm not going to use that term either. Well, what term are you going to um, use? Uh, not any of that other
0: stuff. Okay, yeah, but I don't, see, I don't know. <laughs> that's pretty good. But there would be a fair amount of pressure to not not be any of that other stuff. If you're, you know, sitting around a table at a bar and everybody's drinking a beer and everybody is one of those things, I'm I'm not any of those things. I'm just a guy with a penis who. Thinks I'm a guy. So, so
4: you're one of the oppressors. You are the oppressor. Wow. You're, remember we learned about, uh, uh, neo Marxism where you have the oppressor class and the oppressed period. And you have the institutions, which are oppressive. All of them, even the good ones. Uh, and those fighting against those institutions are always the good guy. So you, if you say, yeah, I'm a straight male and extra bonus. I'm a white guy. You are automatically. One of the oppressors, according to every damn teacher at Brown University. So do you think it's that shocking that the poor impressionable 19-year-olds say, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know, um, uh, pansexual. There you- oh, you are? Oh, that's so brave of you. I'll Please, bet it's you, so
0: obvious. Oh, bet you exercise, don't you, you Nazi, just like
4: Hitler. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> Settle down there, Heinrich. Um, Have you so, been a
2: good little
4: Nazi? At the gym. So, uh, I'm looking at the various uh, varieties of things you could very, that's uh, redundant, Joe. Um, the variety of things you could be at Brown University to uh, be one of the enlightened ones. Uh, you could be heterosexual, which uh, I'm looking at like fall of 2010. It was 88% of people or something like that. You could be heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, other, queer, pansexual, asexual and questioning. Now, when you combine like other queer pansexual and, and, and questioning, the hell is all that stuff? I mean, and I know the answer, but it's all nonsense. So, yeah, that's the difference. You have those people who just don't want to admit they're straight. So they latch onto one of those things. Yeah, I'm a uh, questioning. The percentage of questioning people is higher than what used to be the cent- the, uh, the number of, uh, well, it looks to be about the same as uh, homosexual people back in the day. It's ridiculous. Questioning. Speaking of that sort of thing, we have come full circle or squared the circle or through the looking glass or <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, uh, Nikki Hiltz is a name you will know. Her dream 2023 season on the track continued Saturday as her late push at the 2023 USATF Championships, blah, blah, blah in Eugene, Oregon. Saw her name the women's 1500-meter champ for the third time this year. Um, but this victory is more than just another title under their belt. Oh, it's one of those, a they. Hilts, a biological female. Who identifies as transgender non-binary, said it was a win for the transgender community. So she's a woman who is transgender to a woman, at least in terms of the sports she runs in. She calls herself non-binary. She has an ovary and the rest of the ladies, ovaries and the rest of the ladies' parts, but is not a woman indeed but has transitioned to become a non-binary person who runs in the women's sports. Is there
0: any transitioning that happens?
4: Or is that all a mental thing? Well, I think back to Brown University. So she considers herself non-binary. She is a woman, again, running in women's sports. But because she's no longer just a woman but is non-binary, which is kind of either, both, or neither, Um, that's being transgender, or that's being desperate to be celebrated and loved and embraced by your fellow progressives. Everybody wants to be loved and embraced. I get the impulse. Still waiting for, uh, yeah, indeed, still waiting for that biological woman who's kicking ass in male sports, by the way. Still waiting for that one.
0: Um, I heard so the Olympics are coming up, um, tomorrow or two any now. minute now. I don't right. know when the are coming up. But I heard a story about uh, a woman who I think is just um, God, I don't know what the terms are to use that don't make me hateful or get canceled. Regular woman <laughs> who is uh,
4: she it's she very simple. There are two sexes, but Go she on.
0: has she they they say she's got too much testosterone, and so doesn't yeah. get to compete because of
4: that. That's a complicated issue. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And the existence of those people, uh, people who do not typify male and female tendencies does not mean there's no such thing as male or female. That's an utterly illogical argument. But yeah, I feel for a gal like that, whether she's got internal testicles, which is a thing, um, or just abnormal, uh, out of the ordinary testosterone production and is an athlete. Yeah. I feel for her. That's, that's, that's a rough thing.
0: And, I think she should get to compete. What's your story on that one with the women?
4: Does she have testes? Can you see them? If you can't see them, you get to compete as a woman. That's my standard. You know what There are no bad ideas here, Jack, other than that one. <laughs> I think that's the test. Oh, my God. So you're going to have their junk checked prior to the meet. As opposed to what? Stuff. Put people on the honor system? Well, right. Yeah, exactly. But that's demeaning and hateful and horrific. They've tried that, and Mm. it's been rejected. Came across a science story, and I swear I am not bringing this up for the childish reasons. And, and Jack, I beg you to restrain yourself. It has to do with those fecal transplant pills, which are one of the more horrifying ideas. What? What? Well, yeah, we've brought this up in several contexts where if your gut biome isn't healthy, you, because your intestinal system is a world full of millions of different critters, bacterial, you know, teeny tiny microscopic critters. And, and that is your intestinal system. If you don't have those critters, you are not a healthy human being. We are designed not to be an individual, but to be an environment, which is so Crazy and interesting in my mind. But anyway, what they've realized is there's a huge variance in how effective skin cancer treatments are for various people. And they've discovered that it has to do with your gut biome. And that if the, uh, if the skin cancer treatment, if the cancer isn't responding to the treatment, what they might do is get you some of these, uh, And again, they need a better name for fecal transplant pills, but they've been shown to really help cancer care. Somebody wants my poo, I'll sell it to them. (laughs) Fecal matter. That's right, Johnny. You're tracking with us. There you go. Put it in a
0: little sandwich bag and send it to you in the mail or however you want it.
4: But if you are at all capable of being fascinated by the world of science, how crazy is that? We need to repopulate your guts with the right jungle of little creatures to make the cancer drugs work.
0: So how do they collect it from the other person and how do they put
4: it in you? By force, both ends. Mm. Now, how they collect it, I don't know. I'll let those who do that do that. I don't need to know. Again, it's not about the poop, Jack. It's about the the, the, the mind-blowing complexity of life. You got to admit. Although the illustration they got with this article is awful. <laughs> Just terrible.
0: You got to admit, it takes everyone a while to get past the whole, you're going to transfer somebody else's dung into my body
4: <laughs> for my benefit? Yeah, and you take it by mouth, too. Oh! Now, granted, it's in a little capsule and stuff. Oh, I mean, okay. it's not... It's not like you're there at the uh, the raw foods aisle of the Ew. Whole Foods or something. No, indeed. No, it's much cleaner than that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we'll get to some
0: real news, not Joe's crappy story. <laughs>
4: Armstrong and Getty This is the day
2: that we say
1: You're <laughs> about to open a pit of hell The Bobcat
2: take Wars huh? A Bobcat Whoa, 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 hang on guys
1: Obviously
0: this does not appear to be a normal situation
2: Well, <laughs> frickin'
1: God.
0: Okay, come on That was quite entertaining, that was really cool it, it, it makes no
1: sense This country's gonna be in big trouble I'm gonna call my lawyer gun The Armstrong and Getty Show
4: So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, China has developed, allegedly, a uh, terrifying new weapon. China's uh, People's Liberation Army is developing high-technology weapons designed to disrupt brain functions. And perhaps influence government leaders or entire populations, according to a report by three open source intelligence analysts. This is from the Washington Times. The weapons can be used to directly attack or control brains using microwave brains. or other directed energy weapons. That's right. Uh, <clears throat> in handheld guns or laser weapons firing electromagnetic beams. Adding that the danger of China's brain warfare weapons prior to or during a conflict is no longer theoretical. And I quote from the 12 page report. Unknown to many, the CCP and its People's Liberation Army have established themselves as world leaders in the development of neurostrike weapons. Uh, The U.S. Commerce Department in December of 21 imposed sanctions on China's Academy of Military Medical Sciences and 11 related entities. The department said were, quote, using biotechnology processes to support Chinese military end uses and end users, including purported brain control weaponry. Neurostrike is a military term defined as the engineered targeting of the brains of military personnel or civilians using non-kinetic technology. The goal is to impair thinking, reduce situational awareness, inflict long-term neurological damage and cloud normal cognitive functions. And the guys who wrote this report are serious and weighty uh, uh, authorities on this sort of thing.
0: Well, the history of warfare, it's funny this would come up. I just was last night in bed reading about the Battle of Agincourt from way back in the day, 1415, and then Napoleon's battle at Waterloo in 1815. But the the history of warfare is uh, you get all prepared to fight your enemy, and then sometimes you show up and they got a new weapon you'd never even thought of, never even heard of, had no idea they had, and you get your ass kicked. And then you gotta come up with some way to defend against that. And that that's just the way it's always been. We only need to be this far away from them. Uh Gunther <laughs> I'm trying to come up with an old tiny name. Because their bows will only reach this far, and then they step out with long bows that go five times as far And all of a sudden you're all getting arrows through your chest. Ouch. And you know, there's a gazillion examples of this throughout history. Um they, they they certainly could happen. We go to war with China. We're gonna hit them with stuff they'd never even thought of. They're gonna hit us with stuff that we've never even thought of.
4: But imagine that. I mean, like Ukraine's trying to take all that territory. The Russians are dug in, et cetera. Oh, that reminds me. We got a great email from uh, Ed out of okay who says, uh, guys, the U.K. makes the perfect vehicle for traveling through a minefield, basically flying chains with a giant dozer-like shovel protecting the armored vehicle. You can travel 15 miles per hour safely through a minefield, setting off the mines usually linked by wires. You travel slowly through. Uh Interesting. I wonder if they're letting the Ukrainians use it. But anyway, so uh, imagine if Ukraine could, like, send out this ray and render the Russian troops in the trenches – Confused or terrified or, or intense ringing in their ears or something like that. And then attack. You'd, you'd have to do that. I mean, if it caused permanent neurological damage, that might be the sort of thing that we signed a a pact agreeing not to use. But if it didn't, if it would merely, you know, reduce you to a quivering mess for a limited time. Well, how do you not use that more?
0: Even if it did, you sign that pact after the war ends and one side wins like it happened with mustard gas and lots of other things. Right. We'll use it. Right. We'll win. And then we'll sign a pact saying nobody should ever use this again.
4: Yeah. Boy, I don't know why that freaks me out. I mean, getting blown up is no great way to, you know, go through your day. But, boy, some wave that just makes your brain unable to function. Oh, ooh, scary. Speaking of China, this is from The New York Times. The
0: Biden administration is taking steps to impose a 10-year ban on funding for the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Isn't that just really say, why? Isn't that just saying out loud we know the coronavirus came out of that lab? That's of course the Chinese research laboratory at the center of a heated debate over the origins of the coronavirus pandemic. Well, the fact that the Biden administration is going to ban funding on that lab for 10 years tells me it's not that heated a debate.
4: And Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger and their colleagues are out with new reporting. I just saw it. Uh, they've uncovered a bunch of memos between, you know, your, the usual suspects, Francis Collins, uh, 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 Fauci but I represent and, science oh, good a bunch of those scientists who were responsible for that early report February 2020 that said the uh, lab leak theory or the idea that this was manipulated and leaked from a lab is not plausible they have a bunch of memos from those people back and forth saying guys we've got to shut down any discussion of the lab leak if any reporters ask you it's important that you say no way well I haven't seen that anywhere Oh yeah no no it would no it's because the Washington Post the New York Times would have to admit yeah not only did we fall for lies but we actively promoted those lies for many many months while people died
0: and it was to the benefit of the Chinese government yeah exactly
4: I'll bring you the Taibi stuff in uh, more detail tomorrow but
0: uh different things so you were talking about computer chips last segment mm-hmm came across this the other day, I thought it was interesting. It's around the whole idea of Moore's Law that the computer power doubles every six months or whatever that is, and it's been going on for decades like that, uh, more or less. Well, here's an example of what um, it's... What if a Volkswagen, a 1971 Volkswagen, had improved at the same rate as a computer chip? Have you ever heard this before? Yeah, I've heard similar stuff. I probably did hear it and forgot about it and was... I'm newly amazed when I read it again. That's the great thing of having my brain. i mm-hmm. your own Easter eggs. Um, if a 1971 Volkswagen Beetle had improved at the same rate as computer chips since then, it would travel at 300,000 miles per hour, achieve 2 million miles per gallon, and cost four cents. Wow. That's how much computer chips have changed since 1971. Hmm. And Amazing. It, and that's how you ended up with a, you know, a giant room full of computers to tell you four times six was 24. And then and now <laughs> you, you got more power than what ran uh, the Apollo 11 space mission in your phone.
4: Wow. Four times six equals 24. Sounds like white supremacy to me. Uh, and the fact that, as I mentioned, the newest machines can craft a structure 10 nanometers across and a human red blood cell is 7000 nanometers across so it's an incomprehensibly small thing that they can etch with with these lasers and it's just it's, it's mind-boggling um and to, to move into the techno- technological future you need these super advanced chips so that's why China's so pissed off about getting uh, uh cut out of it It uses a laser to create plasma 40 times hotter than the surface of the sun. These are a lot of
0: numbers that I can't even comprehend.
4: If you're not impressed by small, perhaps you'll enjoy hot. (laughs) Uh, It emits extreme ultraviolet light invisible to the human eye that is refracted onto a silicon chip by a series of mirrors. The laser is sourced from a German company and has 457,329 pieces.
0: That's you know, the incomprehensible.
4: Yeah, it takes decades to develop these machines. Meanwhile, you're working behind the scenes to develop the next one. Yeah, just for a dullard like myself, uh, technology that advanced is, you know, it's uh, well, it's it's uh, like trying to, to picture the face of God or you know comprehend uh, you know the, the bending of the time space continuum i just i i can't get it but i'm glad that stuff exists i think
5: jack
3: armstrong and joe getty the armstrong and getty show <laughs>
1: dot com slash iHeart